Well, from beautiful, sunny Irvine, California, this is a special travel edition of the Game Dev Breakdown podcast. I'm Todd Mitchell. Normally, every week, I would be casually observing the game industry and bringing you the stories I thought were worth talking about. Instead, this week, I'm out here in the heart of it. I'll tell you what, what I'm doing out here, what it means for the podcast. Uh, first, real quick, I want to tell you, if you guys like... Um, the show hasn't been around for very long, but if you like the idea of a gaming-focused podcast for older listeners who don't necessarily want to take the time to hang out on YouTube and Twitch, you can support this podcast by hitting up CodeWritePlay.com. There is an Amazon banner on the right side of the page right now, and the website is sort of in flux at the moment, so it may move around, but you'll see an Amazon banner, and if you have something you're already needing from Amazon, or you're going to do some Amazon shopping anyway, if you want to pull up CodeWritePlay.com and just click through that banner to get to Amazon and do your normal shopping, your prices will be totally the same, nothing about the experience will change, but Amazon will kick back a little something to CodeWritePlay, as a thank you for uh, sending traffic their way, and that's a, a free way for you to support the show. And that way I don't have to go crazy with advertising and uh, other sponsorship stuff uh, to stay afloat and hopefully grow over time. So again, um, Amazon.com through CodeWriteplay. So before the weekend started, I knew I was going to be out here for a podcasting network event thrown uh, in part by Podcast One, which uh, I really appreciate. It was a, a great learning experience, great networking. But I wanted to fill out maybe the day before and part of the day after. So um, I pulled up Google Maps, checked out the uh, Irvine Improv, which is uh, where where this event was. The Irvine Spectrum Center is just amazing. Really beautiful place. So I, I pulled that up on Google Maps and uh, just, just started to zoom out, see what's around it. One of the first things that popped up was Obsidian Entertainment Studios. Uh, if you're not familiar with Obsidian, you might not be a gamer at all. <laughs> they worked on Fallout New Vegas, which is a biggie, um, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, more recently, they are working on the Pillars of Eternity series, which is a game they initially crowdfunded, so they could sort of do what they wanted with the project without worrying too much about a publisher, uh, at least right out of the gate. Wild success, great RPG. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 is on the way now, and Obsidian just, from the start, has done really incredible work. Their CEO has, has a great story you can read in uh, Gamers at Work, one of my favorite books of all time. So that's definitely worth checking out. And um, so the other uh, studio I saw was actually Blizzard. Blizzard is only a couple of blocks away. I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could just drop in on on one of these studios or both? I, I thought it's probably wishful thinking. I, I know for sure they're both very busy, very successful. So I looked into it. I wasn't really able to find any indication that Obsidian gave tours of any kind, anything like that. Um, when I looked into it at Blizzard, they do give tours, but they're at the end of the month, and apparently 
uh, it's easier to get on like who wants to be a millionaire or something. It, it takes a while to do it. And not everybody who applies is granted an opportunity to tour. And I thought, well, uh, you know, if that's the best they can do, like I, I get it, but I don't have that kind of time or just wasn't enough time before I came out here. Sort of, um, actually it was Monday. I put up a tweet, something to the effect of, you know, well, I wish I could grab a tour at Obsidian or Blizzard when I, when I was out there this weekend, but I, I don't think it's going to work out. So that was a bummer. Like a minute later, I get a tweet from uh, a guy named Mikey Dowling, who is the PR manager at Obsidian. He goes, he, he sent a little gif of a waving bear, which was funny. And he said, reach out to me. And I got excited. I thought, wow, this is great. So I hit him up. I said, hey, thanks for the tweet. Um, I don't suppose I could stop in and say hi this weekend. And he says, uh, oh, the weekend's busy. You know, all the regular staff is out. And I said, uh, that was a, a bad choice of words on my part. I will be there Friday if you will be there Friday. And he goes, oh, yeah, great. You know, stop in. Um, a couple of us will take you to lunch and you can walk through the studio. And uh, I, I told him I was a developer and, you know, they were one of the studios that really inspired me. He goes, yeah, we'll, we'll try to walk through the studio while the dev team is there. And I was then I was even more excited for the weekend than I was before travel out there was kind of uh grueling it it took um it took five hours on planes two planes uh about four hours in airports between you know pre-screening and a little layover time so and i didn't get there without without any trouble i got stopped by the tsa in st louis because of the microphone i'm recording on right now um first of all this was only a three-day trip so I, I didn't check any baggage. I just shoved everything into a, my nice Swiss gear backpack and um, headed on out. So I, I was actually pretty consciously avoiding anything that would cause trouble in, in the uh, security line. But I get through the line and I get that, I get that dreaded, whose bag is this? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, that's my bag. And this lady goes, come with me. <laughs> and I just, I pictured like, I'm going to prison. I didn't even do anything wrong. I, I always assume the worst in these situations. Um, so she puts this thing up on a bag and she's scanning it with this machine and she's digging through stuff and she pulls out uh, a big stack of my business cards I just had printed up and wasn't satisfied with that. Look at something else, which was like a big wallet full of more business cards and she's starting to look mad. <laughs> and she's like, is there anything in here that could hurt me? I'm like, no, not at all. It's like socks and shirts and stuff. So she um, rummages through this bag, pushes my clothes aside, and moves the laptop, pulls the charger. She basically unpacked the whole bag, which took me a while to put together. And she she gets to this uh, Samson USB uh, microphone. It's a small device and like folds into its own pl uh, clip that clips onto the side of the laptop. She's like, what is this? <laughs> and I said... Uh, that's a microphone that plugs into the USB uh, jack on your, your laptop and you can record with it. And she goes, well, it doesn't look like a microphone. I'm like, yeah, if, if you if you squeeze the, the clip there, you can unfold that. And she pulls it out and now it's starting to look like a microphone. She goes, oh, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah, it was cool until this happened. <laughs> and she goes off and shows her supervisor and she comes back like, well, you got us. And I'm like, getting the TSA. It was not anything I planned on or desired, and I'm sure no one does. Like, once she figured it out, she was pretty cool, but uh, very stressful anyway. So, um, 
yeah, through after that whole process and the flights and everything, I, I get to my hotel at about uh, 11.30. And um, I have it set up to meet with Mikey at Obsidian at noon. I frantically put some stuff together and tried to freshen up a little bit. Uh, and I, I walk, and it's about a half mile, maybe even a little less, to the studio. And, uh, but, you know, it's Irvine, and much like St. Louis, like, this time of summer, it is hot. And the sun's just beating down on me, so I've, I've got, like, a nice shirt on and some nice jeans and everything, but by the time I got to the studio, I was pouring sweat and just, like, praying to the gods of sweat to just leave me alone for, for five minutes, and they're in this really nice building, and I walk in, I'm just dripping, and uh, people are kind of looking at me funny. So I, I go up to the second floor where they're at, and I, I come out of the elevator, and sure enough, there's the awesome lobby, the um, the big giant like seven-foot uh, fallout power armor uh, statue kind of thing, and and the lobby is really nicely decorated with uh, signed posters from games and stuff. And I walk up to the person working at the reception desk. It looked like they sort of rotate there. And, and she's, hey, how's it going? And I said, hey, it's really hot outside. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, she kind of laughed. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm here to have an appointment with your uh, PR guy. And he comes right out. Really nice dude. Um, much like he, he was on Twitter. He, he lets me know, hey, we're... Um, we're wrapping up some meetings and stuff, if that's cool, and, and if you want to take some pictures and stuff, you're welcome to, and we'll come out and we'll go to lunch, which is cool. Yeah, totally no problem. So I, I'm taking pictures like a, a fangirl, and and I, I tried not to make a big deal out of it, because uh, that's probably stressful for the person working at the desk, you know, sort of keeping an eye on me, making sure I'm not crazy and not doing anything weird, which I don't think I was. Um so I get some pictures, which I'll put up on the site, and uh, take a seat. And sure enough, a couple minutes later, this big group of school kids comes in, like junior high age. And I mean, they just rush into the lobby, and I'm like, huh, maybe this is normal? I don't know. <laughs> so it, it turns out they were part of a sort of a field trip group, um, kids who had expressed interest in technology and working in technology. And they got to tour the studio and got you know sort of a pep talk from somebody who uh, was one of the guys who came to lunch and it was just really cool to, to see these kids coming through and having that opportunity and you know we don't have a lot of stuff like that back home and I just I, it was it was nice to see and they they posed for pictures and stuff and a few minutes later uh, Mikey comes out and he he's the PR manager he had his uh, community manager with him and uh, one of their web developers also and uh, real nice guys. Yeah, you know, let's go to lunch. Cool. Introductions are done. So we head outside. I, I noticed there's sort of a robot thing. It's like five foot tall. It looked like a Doctor Who kind of thing. It just rolls around on the ground outside. And uh, later on, I asked them about this. And, and they're like, yeah, that's um, that's a security robot. And I'm like, what does that mean exactly? What is it doing? And they're all kind of like... We don't really know. <laughs> so this this thing is just rolling around the Irvine Spectrum Center. I ended up looking it up later, and sure enough, it's sort of a surveillance thing. It takes like 360 video and roams around for like an hour or two, and then goes back to a charging station, and then comes out and does it all again. And it's like, around the whole world, they, they started this thing here, I guess. And you can already see funny videos of this thing um, rolling down a hill 
and falling into water like sideways. <laughs> I wish I had gotten a picture of that thing, actually. So we go to lunch, and they take me to a um, a place called Rance's Chicago. Rance's, not Rancid, uh, like the name Rance. Rance's Chicago Pizza in uh, Costa Mesa. And, man, that place was awesome. It, it's a small place, and it was very crowded. But we grabbed a table and hung out and grabbed drinks, and we watched, like, most of Rush Hour and uh, part of Bad Boys <laughs> while, while we just all conversed and got to know each other and talked about just games and stuff outside of the gaming world and got to know each other a little bit. Just super nice dudes and great food. So lunch was really cool. Uh, one theme of conversation for us was I was trying to get a feel for sort of the common ground that, um, that we might have between myself running an independent studio, um, even a one-man studio at times, and uh, their experiences, somebody on the, on the inside. And one thing was they had kickstarted uh, several games by now. So, and I, I've never run a crowdfunding campaign for anything, but I, I asked them, you know, from you guys' perspective, how was that experience? And Mikey told me just uh, how, how incredible it was that they, they had fans willing to back their projects, um, you know, even though they're an actual, you know, full-on game studio, they're not indie, but this allowed them to work around uh, standard publishing to do stuff that fans really wanted to see. And I, I kid you not, like, the whole company, it's so clear how grateful they are to fans and how fan-focused they really are. And I was impressed by that because, you know, being, being an outsider myself, you don't really know where people's heads are at on the inside. And I, I couldn't have been more impressed, really. So uh, he hit on that several times, that just everything is driven by gratitude for the players. Again, I found that really impressive. So we head back, and a couple of the guys were uh, kind of falling asleep from <laughs> from this like really good, really thick pizza that we had. I was ready for a nap, too. So they take me into the studio and, and walk me into the actual inside, and the place is awesome. It's it's basically everything you hope that a game studio looks like on the inside. Really cool paintings on the walls, um, great art, great toys everywhere. I was impressed by the fact that they um, sort of favor offices instead of cubes or open-air workspaces. Um, it's hard because, I don't know if that's more of a Midwestern-style kind of workplace, but I feel like everyone has cubicles and open-air spaces, especially for developers, and... You have to act like you're excited about that because like, oh yeah, collaboration and discussion and stuff. I really love that in Obsidian's case, they sort of uh, throw that pretense away and they're like, you know, we of course we collaborate and work together as a team. You can't get anything done if you don't. But also it's very important that we have some privacy where we can, <laughs> where we can take stuff and really own it and get it done. I just loved that I, because again, I can't tell you how many times as a developer myself... I've toured a, a workplace sometimes that I was going to work at myself and had to be like, oh yeah, you know, a nice place where I'm accessible to everyone. And like, let's, let's be real. A developer who's accessible to everyone is not getting much done. Certainly not as much as they could. So I, like I said, that was, that was great. It was just really cool to put some, some faces behind names that I had seen and credits and stuff, you know, read the occasional interview from really one of a kind experience there. Uh, loved their, I mean, they had like cool arcade games set up and a, a great like board game library. 
it was just all mind-blowing. As we were sort of winding down at the end, the uh, PR and community guys uh, told me about some of the streaming they do. And Obsidian actually, uh, through these two guys, they, they stream um, wrestling, WWE 2K17 or, or whatever the last one was. Um, they have their own wrestling, e, they call it an E-Federation, <laughs> which is, um, it, it's called OEW Live, which is Obsidian Entertainment Wrestling. And they basically set up characters in the character creation system. They set up matches and, and structures and keep track of storylines and stuff. And it all plays out live in front of them. They don't actually control it. <laughs> they'll, they'll try to write certain events and sort of stack the deck in favor of certain things, but they stream it and watch it live. And it's, it's just like a real wrestling show. And it's, it's actually picking up steam. Like they say they have a really focused community who, who uh, gets together and has fun with this. Um, every couple of weeks or so, and they have their own like pay per view, and I just just a really cool thing, and they they use that to um, raise money for charity, and they sort of reach people from the community to to get together and, and goof off with this, and super cool. Uh, you should check out OEW Live. You you can get on Twitter and use that hashtag OEW Live to uh, see see what they're up to, and on on the way out, that you know we we sort of said our goodbyes and. And I, I promised them I, I would spread the good word because I'm just so impressed with Obsidian as a company. And they just threw together a bag of goodies and like sent me on my way. And like the stuff in there was great. Um, they they gave me a couple of really awesome shirts and a hoodie and, and several other things. And I, I almost don't even want to say specifically what they gave me because it's such awesome stuff. And <laughs> um, It's all mine. Stay away. Um, but I'll, I'll be showing some of that stuff on the blog too, just because it's so neat and I'm so excited. I actually had to go go to Target and grab another bag to take with me because it wouldn't fit in my uh, my my backpack because I traveled so light. So I am going to put up all the pictures. Well, most of the pictures I took because most of them came out great, and uh, almost certainly write a blog post about it's just all the cool stuff I did and, and the links to things that you can see and um, cool projects Obsidian does. They did not ask me to do anything. I, in fact, I, I had to sort of explain this to people. They're like, "What is this an interview or what are you doing? I said, honestly, I just reached out to these guys and asked, hey, could I stop by and say hi this weekend? And and this is what they did. They were just rolled out the red carpet. Um, when they when we did the tour, they introduced me as a member of our community and people treated me like I owned the place. Like, like it, it was, it was touching how, how how nice the experience was, but um, I I loved their games before, and I I'm even more impressed with the studio now. So um, definitely check out games like uh, Pillars of Eternity, and just follow along and and be part of that group with them because honestly I, I don't know how many companies really take this approach to to their their fan base. Uh, like in the case of Blizzard, like we all love Blizzard and we all love Overwatch and playing, you know, StarCraft and Diablo and stuff. But, you know, I, I get they're a big, busy company. They didn't respond to anything I said at all. You know, I tagged them and, and they, they don't have to. I don't expect that. But it was great how far above and beyond, you know, a company went when they did want to connect. So, like I said, they didn't ask me to do anything. I don't know if they realized I have a blog or a podcast or you know, they they didn't know I was a developer until I mentioned it, and then it was just like an interesting point of discussion. Um, you know, I've I've put out one commercial app, and I'm working on more. But uh, it was funny because 
one of the guys mentioned like, yeah, one of those junior high kids who came through here, uh, he's on his like fourth commercial app that he's got out on the app store and i'm like oh man it's a sign of the times like i've worked on this stuff for almost 20 years and it's it's so slow going and now now the kids are like yeah i learned how to do this when i was five and a half you know so and i i love it i love that there are more i love that there are more developers of earlier ages and i think that's how gaming is going to continue to uh, expand in different directions and continue to be great so as for the uh, podcasting networking event the next day, uh, I picked up, man, I picked up some great recording techniques, which won't be reflected in this show because I'm recording on this um, contraband uh, USB mic in a hotel room where people are walking around pounding on things. But when I get back, I'm hoping that the quality will pick up some. I picked up some tricks about taking actual phone calls, recording stuff like that to make it easier to get um, interesting guests in. Uh, speaking of interesting guests, I met a 15-year industry vet who lives out out in this area who's worked for like Sony and Naughty Dog and all sorts of great companies. I'm really looking forward to him. Uh, I gave him my card, and I'm expecting him to get in, in touch here in the next couple of days, hopefully, and we'll set something up. I would love to uh, introduce you guys to him. And in the meantime, again, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people from from podcast networks and people who can help grow the show and the biggest way that you guys can help is to do things like leave uh, ratings reviews uh, share the show with a friend basically the objective here is to show networks um, who don't necessarily understand gaming stuff and uh, don't think that there's a, a big enough fan base for mature listeners um we have to basically show them that, that we're worth taking seriously. And the best way to do that is for us to take them a good show and say, you know, let's work together. And then everybody wins. I'll be able to do more of this stuff. You guys will get a better show. And the community can, can be bigger and stronger and have more fun together. Like I said, look on the site for more cool content. Let me know what kind of stuff you guys are thinking about, and uh, we will circle back next week. So till then, keep playing. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>